Yo, 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 welcome to the Off the Bench podcast where we ain't Chef Curry, but we can still make that shot. And as always, I am Days Cooper, joined with you with Macklin Hamilton. What's up, guys? Yo, 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 what's up, Mac? How you living, man? Just living life, man. That's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah. Now, for all of you out there, we got a wide variety of topics we're going to talk about. We got some season award predictions, you know, coach of the year, defensive player, six men, and the regular season MVP. Let's go ahead and start our season award predictions. So, the first topic we're going to talk about is the coach of the year. So, Mac, who you got for your coach of the year? Uh, so, I actually thought long and hard about this. This is kind of hard because, you know, it's just kind of like at the end of the year. Uh, it's And especially in the NBA, it's so player-centric. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of less emphasis on the, the coach and more on the players. But just based on just kind of taking a look at the whole league, seeing the different teams and rosters, I think at the end of the year, uh, the coach of the year will probably be Steve Nash. Uh, it's going to be Steve Nash, and here's why. I think it has more to do with because I think this team is going to do really well this year. Uh, Long term, I think they're going to implode, like I said last week, but they're going to do really well, and based on how they did last year, it's going to be like a big improvement, and this is first-year coaching. I think Steve Nash is going to win Coach of the Year. Yo, I can't believe you. Last week, you trash-talked Kyrie. I did. And Kevin Durant. I did, yes. And you're here telling me today that the Brooklyn Nets' first-time head coach and the Coach of the Year is going to be Steve Nash. And here's the thing. Steve Nash is going to have such a handful dealing with these two toxic players. I mean, it's going to be a lot to juggle. And, like, what Steve Kerr was able to do, juggling with KD and then Draymond beefing together. Uh, I mean, Steve Kerr should have won those Coaches of the Year having to deal with KD. And now Steve Nash, first-year coach, has to deal with both Kyrie and KD. And they're going to succeed, whether it's because of the talent or because of Steve Nash. I think at the end of the year, they're going to do really well. They're not going to implode this year. But for what Steve Nash has to deal with, this mess, I think he's going to deserve to win Coach of the Year. I really can't believe you got the audacity to say that. I, what do you mean? What do you mean the audacity to say that? I mean, like, you you went on a record saying that you hate Kevin Durant. Yeah, You yes. got beef with him, right? I got beef with KD. And you think Kyrie isn't good for any basketball organization. And you, and you really think both of them working together, according to what you said is going to make the Brooklyn Nets great. I think for this year, they're going to do really well. But then the the just the, the foundation and the issues that are going to come from these two, like I said last week, long term, it's not going to last. And that's, that's what we saw with Golden State. They won in 17 and 18 because they were able to make it work with the talent. But then the locker room issues with Draymond, and then it just imploded. I think for the first year, Kyrie and Katie, and they looked really good this week in the preseason. I think they're gonna they're gonna overachieve. I, I guess if that even makes sense, but they're gonna do really well this year, and that's why I think Steve Nash is just gonna win Coach of the Year. It's kind of like when you know Steve Kerr won Coach of the Year when they went seventy three and nine. It's just like based on the team's performance, like oh he wins Coach of the Year. I wasn't expecting you to say that because you want to know my Coach of the Year, man. Who's your Coach of the Year? It's Steve Nash, man. Steve Nash, for real? What you mean? Yeah, right it's Steve Nash. And, yeah, I'll tell you guys this. The reason I picked Steve Nash is because the NBA loves a good narrative. Yeah, for a sure. great player, Steve Nash, just like, I think he's either three or two on the all-time leading assists. A great player like Steve Nash, first-time head coach, coaching Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. 
And Brooklyn Nets, they're going to tear it up for sure. They're, that's a that's a good team. They're going to be a yeah. good team. And Steve Nash is going to be coaching that good team. And for those reasons, that's why I pick him, kind of like the same reasons you pick him. Like, you got two great players on your team. You got a finals MVP, yeah. a former finals MVP, and a former MVP in Kevin Durant. And you got Kyrie Irving, who was an amazing player at Cleveland and a little bit at Boston yeah. when he was healthy. So, of course, this team is going to be great. So, they're going to improve a whole lot. So, like, Steve Nash is going to get credit for all the all, for, for that team's improvement. Does he deserve it? That's to be determined. Yeah, we'll see. But he's going to get the credit because he's coaching Brooklyn Nets, who last year were in – all that a high seed. I wouldn't say they were like a seven or eight seed, something like right. that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's yeah. I, I think it's it's gonna be Steve Nash. It's just because like you like you said the narratives. Yeah. It's his first year coaching. They they might do. They're gonna do really well. And I think it's just gonna. I think the narrative is just gonna go with Steve Nash. The NBA just really likes a good story. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's move on to the next prediction. We got the next season award prediction. Defensive player of the year. Okay. We know defense. It's really good. Wins Maybe, championships, bro. I, I don't know about yeah. that. I think the best def- defense is a good offense. But All right, that's fair. Who do you got for your defensive player of the year? It's going to be the fellow, my fellow cat, Bam Adebayo for Miami Heat. Okay, so because this past year, you know, he had his breakout year. He signs his, you know, max contract. That block he did in that game against Boston, I mean, that kind of solidified it. And this momentum that he's going to have going into next year, I think he's going to have another great year on top of this contract he just got. And and now the, the narrative, like you said about the narrative, the, there's a narrative in the league where, bam, down low, he has this defensive presence. And I think this momentum mm-hmm. going into next season, I think Bam's going to have another great year. And I think the defensive player of the year is going to go to Bam for sure this year. So for everybody listening, you, you guys probably don't know, but I'm making a face. And I'm making a face <laughs> – because my co-host, Macklin, said that Bam is going to be the defensive player of the year. For sure. And the reason- he would have won the defensive player of the bubble. If they had awards, he would have won it. I don't I don't think there's any way you can deny it. Uh, he would have won it. He Anthony Davis. Won. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis is one of the – but Bam had this presence. And that block, I mean, that block against Jason Tatum, I mean, that – I mean, you're right. Bam has a presence on defense, but – Miami still stole a game away from the Lakers when he was injured. I mean, yes, in the finals, but the whole bubble as a whole. I mean, they they shouldn't even been in the finals to begin with. I mean, they were no, no, you're right. They're a dark horse. They they shouldn't have been in the finals. Yeah. I don't think nobody made that prediction that Miami Heat no. was going to be in the finals. But no one. it still happened. I mean, that's what happens when you draft cats, UK players. That's what happens when you drive UK players. Hey, watch out for the New York Knicks. Stop all it. those all those Stop UK it. players. I'm just saying. <laughs> My defense- you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> My defensive player of the year is also Bam. Okay, and, see, you and me like, are thinking alike. <laughs> and it's crazy that, like, yo. <laughs> we yo, did not play in this, by the way. Yo, yo, we don't. That's why I'm all like, yo, his first pick was Steve. And then Bam. I wonder what his, like, his sixth man is going to be. <laughs> but I'll take Bam just because what you said. His defense in the bubble was crazy. Like, he, yeah. had, he had a big um, presence. And, like, yo, he's the heart. And so of that team. Yeah. Like, I think, yo, um, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, by all means, he's the leader. 
But yo, without Bam, I don't think they would have made it that far. No, no, no. And like it shows like on the court, like he was giving the white AD Evan Brown a hard time. Yeah. So like maybe yo, maybe if he hadn't gotten injured, we probably would have seen a game six. I mean, I yeah, but I mean, LeBron <laughs> Lakers, they did go to game six. You mean game seven? Game. Game seven. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we probably would have seen a game seven, but I don't think so. Unfortunately, that didn't Lakers, happen. When it was time to show up, the Lakers blew them out in game six. I mean, even Bam on the floor. I mean, they got lucky to make. It's what happens when the Kings on the floor. That's what happens when you have the King on the floor. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> LeBron James, man. Man. Okay, cool. Let's move on to our six men of the year now. Like, um, let's move on to our six men of the year. So us as off the bench podcast, we don't care about the coach of the year, defensive player, rookie, all the regular season MVP. We care about that man coming off the bench. That's that's right. The most important award exactly. in the NBA, the sixth man of the year. So who you got? This is completely from left field, and my bias might be shown. It's gonna be Trey Burke from the Dallas Mavericks, and here's why. Here's why. Trey Burke in the bubble completely. Outperformed. I mean, he overachieved. So against the Clippers, I mean, he was making big time shots. He was balling out. Um, it got to the point where you would have thought Dallas would have re-signed Seth Curry, but they let go Seth Curry and re-signed Trey Burke. Trey Burke's going to be coming off the bench, and I think he's. I think he's going to surprise a bit. He, see, to me, not a big fan of Michigan Wolverines, and so I wasn't a fan of Trey Burke. And I saw he was with the Mavericks. I'm like, okay, he's you know he's with Dallas. But what, the way he played against the Clippers, and they were able to steal you know, two games from the Clippers, and a lot of it had to do with Trey Burke coming off the bench, making big-time plays. It's a dark horse, but, again, you heard it here first. Trey Burke's going to be the sixth man of the year. Coming off the bench, he's going to make us proud. Off the bench podcast. You got Trey Burke? Trey Burke. Coming off the bench? For the Mavericks. What? <laughs> no, dude, you heard it here first. That's all. So, 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 so you think... His performance in the bubble really made a difference. They, the Mavericks would not have re-signed Trey Burke. They would have re-signed Seth Curry and let go of Trey Burke. And I'm telling you, the performance made the difference. Because when you think about it, would you have thought maybe Seth Curry over Trey Burke? Your initial thoughts? Um, if you had to choose between the two. Yeah, if I had to choose, I probably would choose Seth. I mean... He, I would have rather keep two, but obviously. I mean, he's a Curry. Like, right. Splash every day. And Seth Curry played great in the bubble, too. But Trey Burke made that kind of impression to where Dallas is like, we're going to stick with you. Hmm. Well, I'm going a, I'm to a look out for Trey Burke this year. I really didn't pay attention to him. That, like, really... I really didn't pay attention to him last year. Mm-hmm. But... How much did he average? Like in, it, was, it wasn't about the numbers, man. It's not about the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's your six he, man to put it. He did. He in the bubble. He, he there were some games where he dropped more than twenty points. Okay, cool. And, and, and it was okay, against cool. the Clippers, and they were able to steal two games. And okay. honestly, if it weren't for you know that terrible technical call on Porzingis in Game One, that was so bad. You know what I'm talking that about? That was so I'm bad. Telling, they they could have went uh, seven games. I know, and the Mavs probably would have beat the Lakers in the Eastern Conference. Well. Finals. You mean, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all done now. I don't I don't know if I would have went that far. but <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm about to go ahead and tell you guys my six man right. of the year. Who's your off-the-bench podcast winner? Yo, come on now, man. Who who, who do you think is going to be the six man of the year? I, I want you to guess who I got. I want you to guess. It's Mello, isn't it? Of course it's Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. You're what crazy. do you mean? Okay, cool. So, 
the Trailblazers came up to Melo and said, yo, Melo, <laughs> you're going to have to come off the bench. Now, we all know back in the day, Melo used to laugh at that like, yo, I'm a six, seven time, like, all-star player. Like, right. I'm a scoring champion. Like, yo, I took Kobe in the finals. Are you telling me to come off the bench? You tripping. <laughs> but nah, Melo has age. He's he's not the former player he used to be, even though he got the cornrows now. I like that. Yeah. But they got him coming off the bench. And anybody know Carmelo Anthony, they know he's a walking bucket. That's why when Tyler Hero talking about Yo, I'm a bucket. Nah, nah, nah. You tripping, bro. <laughs> the original walking bucket was Carmelo Anthony. And, yo, Carmelo Anthony was in a conversation like four or five years ago for top five player. Like, in the bubble, he was averaging almost 18, 20 points. And he's coming off the bench? Yo. I I, I will say this. I've not been a big Melo fan. I know. You're a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a Melo yeah. hater. But I will, I will come clean and say... I didn't expect him to make kind of his comeback, and I, I was impressed. I was impressed, and you know what? It's not a bad pick. Yeah, I think he could he, if he if he played the same level he did, maybe a little bit better this season, and mm-hmm. he comes off the bench. And and you know the NBA, they love narratives. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, like past um past New York and Denver, I think the Trailblazers is a perfect fit. For Car- Carmelo Anthony, because I feel like he's yeah. really enjoying basketball there. Right, like he's having fun. He got like good rapport with Dame Dollar and CJ. Like mm-hmm. this is a good fit for Melo, and like it shows because like he's not even complaining about coming off the bench when him and he was in Houston. He was like, I gotta do what I gotta do. He he didn't seem like he wanted to come off the bench. And at yeah. OKC, when they even like asking the question, Yo, how about you come off the bench? He was like, Yo, what's my name? I'm Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so like I'm a big Melo fan. He's my favorite player, and like it's too I, look, bad. I mean, yeah. it's too bad he'll never win a title. I mean, that sucks. I mean, he might he might win a title. No, he's not winning a title. Why you gotta what go there? Man? I'm sorry, man. Just, he might win a title. He got just, Dame Dollar on his cause, team. Because I got to see my favorite team win a title, and it was like just so beautiful. Dirk Nowitzki winning his title, and it just you know it, it breaks my heart to see that you're, you're never gonna see win a title. <laughs> it's just hey, not gonna happen. It's cool because I got to see my favorite team win a title too. Okay, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not gonna go. There. We're not gonna go. There. We're not gonna okay, go. There. Cool. <laughs> Now, we're talking about the rookie of the year. Now, me personally, I was lost on this one because, like, we really didn't see most of these rookies play in, like, the tournament last year because it got canceled due to the pandemic. So this was kind of hard for me to pick. So um, who who did you pick, um, Mac? I went with uh, James Wiseman. For Golden State. That's a good uh, pick. Yeah. That's just, a good pick. I think a lot of it has to do with just like the system that he's going to be able to go into. Mm-hmm. Unlike some other rookies, if they're in a top five pick, they're going to be going with a really bad team. He's going to go right into a really good system with Steve Kerr. They have a winning culture with Golden State. Um, even though Clay's not there, Steph is going to be there. And, you know, they have Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a really nice fit, and he's going to have to. He's not going to have to deal with things most rookies have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to overcome a bad culture, a bad franchise. He's going into a great franchise, and I think. And he was he was going to be really good for Memphis. Should have went to UK, but that's beside the point. Uh, you know, I think I think he's going to be rookie of the year. Like you, this was kind of a tough one, and you know, I almost picked Emmanuel quickly, but I took a step back. Uh, so yeah, yeah, J- James Wiseman. He he really got put in a perfect 
position. Is, yeah. Like, for a good thing. Honestly, I don't know. Actually, I do know how Golden State got, what, the number two pick? Yeah, they, they got number two. It was, two. like, number two or number three. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Like, they were trash last year, and they picked James right. Wiseman, which, yo, which is good because they, they need a guy to play. What, he going to be playing the four? I think he's going to be playing the five. Be, oh, and, and yeah. Draymond played a four. Yeah, Draymond. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, like they really need a five since they don't got JaVale yeah. M- McGee anymore. But, like, like he's put in a good position, I think, because yeah. he's going to show I mean, out. It's in just the, that winning culture. Yeah. It's just going to be, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Who's yours? My rookie of the year, I'm kind of disappointed because, like, <laughs> I, I I wanted to pick Obi. I, I don't know his last name. Obi Toppin. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to pick Obi because he he's playing for the Knicks, and and right. I know he's gonna show out while he played for the Knicks. But the, the Knicks is a losing organization, right? Exactly. Like yeah. like you. Feel, I'm sorry if if you play for the Knicks, you're just it's you're not gonna win. Yeah, you're, you're not really gonna shine. Like like his stats are gonna look good, right? Like he's gonna average decent stats. Probably yeah. gonna be there prime time player but he's not really gonna get like like he doesn't have star appeal right. like nobody's gonna notice him right so i wanted to pick him but the rookie of the year and yo like his pops say never lost <laughs> i went with Lamelo ball uh, and i picked, I, you know what i thought about because he was looking good in the preseason he's looking good and yeah. like yo <clears throat> Lamelo ball really looks like, he's enjoying being the NBA. Yeah. Like, yo, he looks super excited. Like, he doesn't look, like, sad, depressed, none of that. Like, he's balling out there. He passing dimes. Like, yeah. yo, LaMelo La- La- Ball is looking really good. And um, I don't know how many points he's been averaging the preseason. But I know he's been getting a couple buckets. But he's been having a whole bunch of assists. So. Right. I- I'm going to go with, with LaMelo Ball. I mean, I don't think... He's going to probably be the rookie of the year. I, I hope he is because I like the whole ball family. Y'all yeah, like LeVar, LiAngelo, yeah. Lonzo, and LaMelo. I hope he, he is the MVP, but that's You know what we German. have to look for, right? What? The LeVar Ball Michael Jordan one on one matchup. Yo, I would pay good money. <laughs> I would, yeah. They should that. make a pay per view. I would pay good money to see that matchup. One, because it's been a while since. Actually, I don't think I ever got, got a chance to see Michael Jordan on the court. Yeah, ball himself, and and I just want to see Michael Jordan dunk all over oh, LeVar would, Ball. He would destroy that would be straight comedy. Yeah, that would be man. So I, I do want to hey, see that matchup. LeVar's a businessman. He'll probably put it together. I mean, he'll get Logan Paul to officiate it. <laughs> you know, no, just think about it. I'm just thinking as a business guy. You know what I mean? Yo, real talk. If Michael Jordan was smart, he would capitalize on this show. His son is playing for your team. You think he? No. If I was Come Michael Jordan, now. after the last dance, you've solidified your legacy to this new generation. Why would you even like stoop that low and go down to the level of our ball? Because you know what I mean. Because it's what the fans want. Do the fans actually want that? Yo, if you go online, you'll see a lot of people asking for that matchup. The first thing Lavar Ball said. When, when he came on and said, yo, I can beat Michael Jordan. I just want to see if the man is lying. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> I, I just want to see it, it, yo, if he's telling the truth. Because if he does beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one game, we got a new conversation for the GOAT. Yeah, but you see, that's exactly why Jordan would not lose. But that's exactly why Jordan, he has too much to lose. Because LeVar is just like, I got everything to gain. I got nothing to lose. Whereas Jordan's like, I got this whole legacy. Why would you even... 
hey. potentially lose it. He, hey. he breaks his ankle. He loses a LeVar. Hey, 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 you know what I got to say? What? That's tough, Jordan. <laughs> like, no, no, for real. Hey, ever since I've been watching basketball, I was told Michael Jordan is the best player alive. I've seen clips that prove to me, yo, Michael Jordan, you're the best player alive. And you got... A light-skinned dude coming off the bench. Hey, even though we love dudes coming we off the bench. People coming off the bench. You got LeVar Ball coming off the bench. Yo, you going to let him score on you like that? Nah, Jordan. I, I can't call you the GOAT no more. So dude, I, just, I just need I just need Michael to prove to me that, that, that he's the GOAT. Okay, cool. Let me ask you something. What? Would you rather see Michael Jordan play LeBron James or Michael Jordan play LeVar Ball? Like right now? Right now. I mean, it's LeBron. No. Yes. No, that's easy. Why? Because LeBron's going to win. So you're just more towards just the, the competition. Yeah, I want to be entertained. Jordan would kill LeVar. Huh? You really think it might be a competition between LeVar and Jordan? I really... It might. No, you, you never know. I'm stop the recording, bro. Like, <laughs> it might. We got to edit this part out, bro. Yo, <laughs> you're just, kidding me. Mac, it, it, it might. Okay, cool. Like, no, I can't believe this. I, I, I'll say Jordan is going to win more than... He, no, he, he's not going to win by more than eight points. Dude, I don't think Levar scores a bucket. No, he, if it's on TV, yo, Jordan Jordan's not letting him score a single bucket. If they play to twenty one, it's twenty one zero. Yeah, Levar is at least going to get twelve. No, no he's no, at least going to get twelve. It's Jordan's going to get the full twenty one, but Levar he's at least he get might 12. get one point from a free throw. What? No, this is this is not even a debate. I can't. No, this is Jordan would destroy Levar. Yeah, I don't know how how many got here. We talk about Levar. Bro, if, if there's if there's a pay per view tonight, I'm putting a hundred bucks on Jordan. That it's like I mean that the, that I'm putting like over under like Levar like not four bro. points, and I'm going under four points for Levar, and I'll put a hundred bucks on it. Levar can easily get you twelve points. In a one on one game. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I take that back. It's going to be hard for him to get you that, that 12 points, but he's still going to get that. Okay, but what highlight reels are you watching? <laughs> what what, what makes you think LeVar Ball. Yo, the, is, man, the man is just passionate. Never lost, bruh. What do you mean, dude? Hey, he's he just passionate. Dude, I would take Bill Russell right now at age 80, and he would beat LeVar Ball. <laughs> I mean, dude, I can't. What do you mean? Like, hold up, we're not asking for that, Bill Russell. I know, but matchup. And, and you feel me, yo? If, if you tell LeVar, yo, I just you're a Tar Heels fan, and you're gonna disrespect Michael up. Jordan like that. I'm not disrespecting him. I still say Jordan's gonna win. Yeah, but the fact that he would like cross ten points, LeVar scoring more than yeah. ten is a disrespect to me. Is just a tarnish. I mean, I, I just Jordan. think he got in his DNA. I mean, he got three kids. You got two kids playing the NBA right now. So I just think it's in his DNA. He, he's at least going to get 10 or 12, bro. And and most of that's going to be Jordan giving him some freebies, if we're going to be honest. No, 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 no. Jordan, dude, did you not watch the documentary? Yeah. Dude, the fact that you said this, Jordan's going to listen to this, and he and the meme's going to come up, I took that personal. <laughs> you know he will. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. But, hey. This is blasphemy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I mean... I, Hey, LeVar has a shot again 12. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> no. Maybe 10. Dude, I, I, I can't I mean, believe Maybe 12. I He'll get 10. I pray this, this matchup happens, and we're going to revisit this, and I'm putting money down. Okay, cool. Let's do that. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> now, we, gonna, we we talk about the six-man rookie, and we're going to talk about the regular season MVP. Well, we we got to talk about most improved player of the year. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to talk about the most improved player of the year. Now, um, I feel like me and you got the same pick. 
So you think so? Yeah. So who do you got? It was Zion. You got Zion? Yeah. Most yeah. improved. Yeah. Because Zion, I mean, he in a few stretches he was playing really well, but I think he's going to make a big step next year. It's going to be Zion. See, I I couldn't put down Zion just based off the fact that like. He already came in dominating, like like he wasn't dominating like big like yeah. big all stars. You feel me? Right. But his presence was like, yo, this guy is is amazing. Right. And I feel like most improved the NBA also likes a good narrative. Like, yo, this person was trash last year. Now they're really good. Yeah. And Zion wasn't trash last year. Yeah, he's, but he he missed a lot of games. Yeah. And I think I think this year he's gonna he's. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he plays a full no, no, season. I, I, I hope he does because it looked like he lost a lot of weight. Yeah, but not nah, that's really surprising. I can't. I'm yeah, Zion. I can't believe you picked Zion. Yeah, I went ahead and picked Michael Porter Jr. Uh, that's a good pick. Yeah, I picked just because like that when he played last year, he was coming off the bench last year, and he was doing numbers on. Anthony Davis, like he was playing really well. Bro, Davis was chilling, bro. He was chilling. He was with, with the chilling. Nuggets. Yeah, he was chilling. He, with the he Nuggets. had this title in the bag. I don't know. LeBron and Davis look nervous because Jamal uh, Murray. Uh, yo, hey Jamal Murray. Hey, that's a cat. Yo, he almost made me a Cats fan. I'll be uh, real. He almost made me a Cats fan because he was about to whip LeBron. But now nah, Michael Porter, like he was a huge part of them winning. How many series was that? Um, I think it went six. Went games. six. Yeah, he was a huge part of that. Yeah, and like he was averaging big numbers, and it's like, like he wasn't like making clutch plays, because like like he kept on getting the foul trouble, kept on making mistakes and all that. But like the following game, he learned from those mistakes, and like I saw him being better. Like, yeah. yo, he wanted a challenge. Of guarding, yo, LeBron, yo, let me take LeBron. I got him. He won the challenge of guarding AD. And, like, I just feel like he's going to make that next step yeah. to be an all-star player. Matter of fact, I'm calling it right now. Most of my predictions, I'm not 100% sure of, but I am positive that the sixth man of the year award, I mean, the most improved a year, the most improved player is going to go to Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. You heard her here first on the Off the Bench that's, podcast. That's a pretty song. I mean, I saw Michael Porter Jr. play live when he was at Missouri. Yeah. And uh, his jump shot's so clean. He was, he was He's gonna, got a clean jump yeah, shot. Yeah, he was going to be a high lottery pick yeah. before his injury. Yeah, his injury. Yeah, so. Coming back. But, yeah, no, I that's a good – he's solid. He's yeah, a good player. I like him a lot. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to the regular season MVP. Now – I know who Macklin is going to pick. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this, okay, this is, there's a kind of a common thread amongst my picks, like from like Bam mm-hmm. and those players. It's all about momentum. You know, it's, you know, cause like remember Steph Curry, the year before he won his first MVP, he was starting to build mm-hmm. he's getting more attention and he won two straight MVPs. It's all yeah. about momentum. And I think for this year, the momentum is going to be Luka Doncic. He's going to win the MVP this year. Just because he, he really, when he hit that game winner against the Clippers, and he really balled out, and if it weren't for some of those bad calls, I think they could have even made it, you know, seven games. Um, I mean, Lucas go to- has gone toe-to-toe to some players, like big-time players like Kawhi and to LeBron, and I think the momentum, the attention, he's starting to get more and more attention. And just the way he he's a great passer, he gets buckets, he's just got this swagger and this confidence, and I think... That this year, you know, especially if they start winning games and they play really well, I think Luka Doncic is going to win MVP this year. So, like, I'm going to say this. Luka Doncic, 
He's an amazing offensive player. His defense, it's it could, could be better. Yeah, it could be better. Right, but he is an amazing offensive player, and I would agree with you, only for the simple fact, this man is playing in the Western Conference. What are you trying? What do you mean? So I'm just saying the schedule of teams he's going up against is going to be way harder than as opposed as if he was playing the East, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So like, he's not gonna. I just don't see him outshining. Like certain players, right? Like when he plays up against them, yeah. Like I think Steph Curry, by all means, is going to outplay Luca. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, <clears throat> by all means, is going to outplay Luca. Right, but but the thing is, it's not because here's the thing: LeBron should have won more than four MVPs. It's all about this narrative and he, this momentum. You, you know what I mean? A little bit, yeah. And, and so not Luca, you know, because they all vote, and it's all about the narratives. Like Luca might not be. The best player in the league, but I think with the momentum where things are going, I think Luka wins MVP. You you understand what I'm saying? I, I understand what you're saying, but if we look at the past five years, the MVPs we have, mm-hmm. I don't think Luka is that caliber player yet. Really? We had Giannis two years in a row. Right. We had James Harden. We had Russell Westbrook that Should, came up yeah, that, yes. that, that that averaged a triple double. Chased a triple double. That, he averaged a triple double yeah. that season. Chased it. Even though he may have came off KD leaving the team, right. he still averaged it. And like who was before uh, Russ? Was it Steph Curry? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm just looking at the past couple years. These are all amazing players that were so you don't in their think prime. Luke is in that accomplishing stuff. I mean, like, these players are still playing, Mac. Yeah. And, like, I just think they're going to shine bright in Luka. Luka is amazing. And maybe if he was in the Eastern Conference, where people can really notice him if he, he's a higher seed. Yeah. So, basically, what I'm saying is that, like, for for the casual NBA fan, I'm only going to watch, what, the top rankings? Yeah. You feel me? But, like, for me and you, that's die hard. If we get right. the chance a game is on, we're going to watch it. Yeah. I don't think Luka's going to be at that high seed. Yeah. Higher seed for, for people to be able to watch that game. And yeah. plus, the MVP, that's the most valuable player on your team. You got Christoph Przingis on your yeah, team, but, man. Yeah, but Luka's, that's his team. Okay, cool. But, okay, like I said before, the last couple MVPs, their number twos weren't all that great. When yeah. Russell Westbrook won his MVP. Yeah, but LeBron won his MVPs with Dwayne Wade on his team. Okay, you know it's a I, but 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 that's that goes back to what I was saying. They yeah. were a high enough seed, right? To recognize that, and plus LeBron James have that like that star power. Right. Plus your team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. Of course, people are going to notice you when, when you're outshining among yeah. like other like eight right. top five players on your but team. You, but you don't think he's going to get more attention this year because he got a lot of attention in the bubble, and I think it's that momentum. It's yeah, I mean. I agree with you. Like, he he might get some attention, and like, yo, he's a really great player. But if anything, like this season is going to be really hard because the bubble showed us some teams are ready to compete. Yeah, like the Pelicans, they're ready. Phoenix, Devin. I was just about to go yeah. there. Devin Booker, Chris <laughs> Paul, Chris Paul. Yeah, they're ready. Like, yo, oh, and let's not forget about John Morant. They're ready. So I'm just saying, like, yo, maybe if he was in the Eastern Conference where he can shine a little bit brighter, yeah. by all means, like, I would say Luka has a chance for being MVP, but I honestly don't think he has the chance. And just because he, like, 
I don't, I don't think he really had, has a good narrative. Right. If, if, if you get what I'm saying. I, I, I think I think he's got the narrative. Okay. I really do. I think he I think he kind of stole the league's attention, especially when he hit that game winner. Okay. I think I think a lot of eyeballs are on him, and I think people are kind of excited to see. But I mean, no, no, that's fair. I would love yeah. to see Luka be the MVP in his third year in the league. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see him be the MVP. Plus, I love Kristoff, even though right. he did something shady when he was playing with, with New York. But that's a different story. Yeah. So, my regular season MVP. Um, this was tough. And, like, this was really tough for me just because I really want to give it to Kevin Durant. Just because I feel like KD has a lot to prove. Yeah. But, given that, look, I think MVP is, like, the your for me MVP is like you're working with little and nothing and you're still outshining everybody mm-hmm. and the only player in the league that I can imagine doing that is the Greek freak Giannis again yeah you think he's gonna win his third straight I think he's gonna win See, his third straight it, but I like I wouldn't even dispute it but I, there's if it wasn't way for the that, bubble well no it's just like the trend. <laughs> With MVPs, it's it's really rare. When's the last time someone's won a third straight MVP? Like, I think he's gonna be the first man. Yeah, I mean, like I, Giannis, I feel like he has the star power, and like he managed to hold number one seed in the Eastern Conference mainly because it's an easier conference, and he's probably he's the best player in the East, and he doesn't have like he. His number two is Chris Middleton. Right. I don't think Chris Middleton is a top 15 player. Right. And he still managed to be the number number one seed in the East. So, I think it's going to be Giannis again, man. I Well, again, narratives. Yeah. I think Giannis choking in the playoffs. I think it's hurt the perception. And even though he signed this contract, which super happy for him, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think the narrative kind of... He's got a lot to prove this year. He does have a lot to prove. He has like because if he he slacks again and he chokes again, that's gonna. I mean, that's gonna hurt his narrative. Giannis choking in the, in the playoffs. Can you really blame him? No, 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 no. Not for a. Let's be honest though. Can you really? You 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 got an MVP and a defensive player on the year where he's doing everything. You don't yeah. think all of that's gonna catch up to you at the end of the season, especially what you. What your your three top players are? What Brooke Lopez, right? Eric Bledsoe, yeah. Chris Middleton, this Jimmy is, Butler got bam. Yeah, Jimmy Butler got a a rookie Tyler Hero that yeah. show out. Duncan Robinson, yeah. the Raptors. What Fred Van Fleet? Yeah, Kyle Lowry, Pascal. Yeah, like yo, all those players that I just listed aren't close to Chris Middleton. Uh, yeah, but you know it's. it's I'm just saying. That, no, I feel you. That's why I think the Greek freak is going to get MVP. So, let's go on and move to some NBA news that um they, they, they presented us last week. So, the NBA is officially suspending random marijuana testing for the 2020-2021 season. <clears throat> and the NBA basically said due to unusual circumstances um, going on with the pandemic, they agreed to um, suspend drug testing. Um, for this season, the focus on testing program on performance enhancing products and drug abuse. So, what do you what do you think about that, Matt? Like, I think I think we know who's like celebrating, who's so pumped about this. My man Jr. It's Jr. Smith. My man Jr. Smith. Oh man, Jr. Smith. When he saw this, if he saw this in a tweet, dude, he yeah. uh, he cracked open a henny. 
For sure, dude. And then smoked a blunt. Dude, he's JR Smooth JR Smith is over the moon. He's so excited about this. Uh, he doesn't even have to worry about anything. Cause dude, I cause 2018, game one of the NBA mm-hmm. Finals, the J.R. Smith game, he was probably high. And off the Henny. Yeah, he off the sure Henny. high and off the Henny, he, The famous play where he gets the rebound and runs across the court. Yo, that meme with LeBron is probably one of my favorite memes. Oh, uh, yeah. Cause, like, I had it on my Twitter header for a long time. LeBron, yo, LeBron plays the role of being kind of like the... Spoke person or right. like for the NBA, like, right. like, like, like kind of like being like their figurehead, you feel me? And like that was the first time <laughs> I legit seen LeBron. Oh, he lost it, angry, yeah. Actually, he, I think he even punched the wall afterwards, yeah, he, like, no, like he punched the clipboard and he yeah, broke his hand, exactly. And like, he still was averaging crazy. Numbers. That's the first, like, JR. Yeah, so oh, LeBron was angry. and Yeah, because you're right, because LeBron always has this professional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's always a professional, mm-hmm. like athlete or not, he's a professional. But that, it was like huge game. LeBron dropped 51. He's carrying the team on his back. And then JR just just does that, and LeBron just loses it. And you knew that wasn't, that's yeah. not, you can't, you can't fake that. And I mean, like, I, I haven't played professional basketball, but like, I would imagine you would like keep track of the score, right? Especially when you know you're in the fourth quarter, and there's a free throw that could like win you the game, or or or, or I mean, no, yeah, you miss a free throw and it could win you the game. But I guess Jr. wasn't thinking. When I read this article, the first thing that came to mind: players are either going to play super good. Yeah. Or really bad. Yeah. There's no in between. <laughs> who's, uh, who's the player going to play really bad? Other than, I, I think maybe J.R. Smith depends on that. Maybe that's what. I mean, if, if J.R. Smith plays this year, like, is he still with the Lakers? I don't know if he's still with the Lakers. Yeah. He didn't play at all. He didn't, he didn't play, play at all. a single minute in the finals, and he was the first one on the court when they won the title. Hey, <laughs> audience, I want you to peep this. J.R. Smith is a two time um, NBA champion. Yes, he is. And Carmelo Anthony. Has zero. Oh, you brought it up. I didn't even have to bring it hey, up. Hey, I'm just saying this, like, so I want you guys all at home to really think: Does rings really matter? Yes, it does. But <laughs> I take Jared over Mello. You heard it. I'm kidding. I don't actually mean that. Okay. But I, I, <laughs> I hope not. I, I, no. I hope not. But but now, like, a couple of players, I, I'm really thinking about this is going to be um, Lemon Pepper Lou. He he's probably. A, what, Lou Williams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lemon Pepper Lou is yeah, ecstatic probably. right now. Like, oh, yeah. you and drug testing? Okay, cool. <laughs> bet. Um, yeah. Who else? Maybe Joel Embiid. He's probably hyped. So, probably. like, everybody at home, watch the NBA this year because you're, you're going to see how much this new testing protocol is going to influence yeah. some players. It'll be so, interesting to see. Yeah. So, let's move on to our next topic. So, yo, what's going on in Houston? Uh, well, Harden's, he's on his way out. Uh, Woj, you know, he dropped a Woj bomb mm-hmm. this morning on Get Up, and he was saying that he's really wanting to go to Philly. Now, whether it happens or not, I mean, it's it's for sure he's leaving, but in terms of where, it's kind of hard to say, uh, unless something dropped while we're recording this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. he's for sure leaving. I was, I was paying attention to that, and, like, I think from what Woj said is that, like, yo, like, Houston, by all means – would love to get James Harden to like his desire, like team, right? That that he wants to go to, but like, yo, James Harden is an amazing player. Mm-hmm. That if he wanted to, he could probably average forty to fifty points a game easily. Sure. Like if yeah. you give him that option, yeah. But it's like, 
Who are you? What are you going to give up for him? Like, if you trade him to Brooklyn, yo, I need KD or Kyrie, and I need um, right. two, and, and I need a first. I need a couple picks. Right. If you trade him to Philly, yo, either you give me Joel Embiid or you give me Ben Simmons. You guys can keep the, the Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. I don't want him. And if you give him to to the Bucks, like, yo, who are the Bucks? Like, what players can you offer that's a James Harden caliber lo- level player? Yeah. And, well, I mean, there other than Giannis, there's no one. But if if yeah. the Bucks like kind of throw in Middleton and then maybe a couple picks um, or someone else off the bench, I just it, so like yo, Houston has a dilemma because I'll be honest with you, James Harden was one of those players I felt like, yeah, I, I can see him being in Houston for like forever. Yeah. I said the same thing about Russell Westbrook, but I feel like players reach a certain point where it's like, yo, I did all I can for this organization. Now I just want to be out, and I think yeah. James Harden wants to be out, but I just don't think it's gonna happen, man. Like, you don't think he's actually gonna get out? Like, what can you offer for James Harden? No, 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 like, like, like. Well, like, the thing is, I agree with you, but James Harden's just basically kind of like, kind of like what Anthony Davis did last mm-hmm. year, where he just said, "I'm out of New Orleans. Like, I don't care. I'm not gonna play." Like, basically, told the front offices like. Like, I don't care what you have to do to make this happen. I'm out of here. And that's probably what James Harden is going to do. He's just going to just push through it because it's word on the street is he's out. And, yeah. well, and it, whether Houston's actually going to get a good thing out of it, Harden doesn't care, it doesn't seem like. He seems like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't care what mess I'm about to leave. I mean, you, I don't know. You're, you're right. But, like, if I'm a GM, I got to think about the last year in total. I traded a couple picks for Russell Westbrook. Right. And you feel me? I lost those picks. I got one back by trading Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Cool. I got one I got one pick back. Now my star player, mm-hmm. my former MVP player is telling me he wants to leave my organization. And it's like, yo, once I lose you, I'm rebuilding. I got John Wall and Boogie Cousins on my team. Yeah. Like what can I do? Like I hate to say this cuz I hate like teams like being like put in a situation to like hold a player hostage, but yo, the GM got to hold Harden hostage until like a yeah. good suitor comes up, right? Because like if I got James Harden, like no, you're a diamond. I'm going to trade you for, for yeah. another diamond. Like yeah. I'm not doing that or like something close enough. I'm not going right. to trade you for a couple pennies and be straight. So like. No, I feel you. Yeah, so it's, it's a tough situation. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Houston, but yeah. hey, the good thing is they got they got two cats on their team. They do. I, they got I'm, two John Wall and Boogie. I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Are you? I, yeah, I'm really excited. I, in terms of how well they're going to perform, it's really hard to say because like Cousins, last time we saw mm-hmm. him was in the 2019 Finals with the Warriors, and he was. He wasn't in his top shape. He was kind of slow, pretty yeah. slow. Um, he was still hitting shots, but maybe I'm hoping that he's recovered. Mm-hmm. And then John Wall, I'm hearing good things about John Wall. Uh, I, we're just going to have to see. I mean, I'm hoping that it's just a big, beautiful reunion and, you know, they, they do really well. I hope they make the playoffs. But at the moment, I mean, with Harden, I I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's There's a lot to be. Hey, there's Houston got a problem for sure. Yeah, they got a problem for sure, and hopefully they figure it out. Yeah, uh, I doubt it's gonna happen though. Yeah, but okay, cool. So we're gonna talk about. Um, I actually been looking forward to talk about this because 
because I have mixed feelings about it, and now I don't. We're going to talk about Paul George. So if you guys don't know, Paul George recently signed a five-year max contract worth up to $226 million with the Clippers. And he came out saying, I owed him a trophy, and that's what I owe this organization. Straight comedy. Then Paul George went out on a podcast. I forgot. Um, It's the... Stephen Jackson podcast on yeah. All the Smoke. Yeah. He went out, out on the podcast stating that Doc Rivers was trying to play him more as a Ray Allen or a J.J. Redick. And that's not his game. He, he needs some floor flow. He needs some mixes. And he needs some pick and roll plays and some post-ups. And so Paul George said all this. Like, he didn't have enough pick and rolls. Like, he's not a catch and shooter. Like, he needs pick and rolls for, like, he him to get some flow and for his game to be like good but the funny thing is last year Paul George finished with 33% of his total plays using pick and roll which was his career high so <laughs> so so Paul George like what are you saying how, how, how do you feel about this because I, I got I mean, some words for Paul okay, George see the thing with Paul George I mean look I think the reason why Paul George is still even a relevant topic is because of his, you know, few good years when he was with Indiana. Mm-hmm. And he kind of went toe-to-toe with LeBron. He did. No, they still lost. But that that kind of, like, followed him. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's a solid player. But, I mean, I mean, when you get – there's a reason why he got the nickname Pandemic P. Yeah. It was because he was so bad in the bubble in the playoffs against the Mavericks. Like, he almost cost the Mavericks – he cost the Clippers that first round. And, I mean, like – I'm surprised the Clippers went with it. I mean, I'm, maybe Kawhi had something to say. He's like, "Hey, I want him by my side." Like, but Kawhi back for him. hasn't signed a, a max deal yet. That's true. So he's so, probably not thinking long term with the Clippers. I, I don't know, but yeah. I thought I thought it was weird that like I think Paul George. Like, what I got from this is that yo, based off his performance, Paul George knows this is probably his only shot. Yeah, he has to retire as a Clipper, or they're probably just gonna. Try to trade him, right? Like, nobody, no other team's gonna no, give you no, 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 no. two hundred twenty-six yeah. million, Paul George. I'm just, I, if I were the Clippers, I would have maybe signed, re-signed him for maybe a year or two, and with a smaller money. But I would not have signed on to a long-term contract. I, I, just, I just don't know what the Clippers organization are really thinking about offering that that much money. And right. like my, my thing with Paul George, yo. I used to back up Paul George all the time. Yeah. It's like, yo, I love his, his, his playing style. I always used to call him a poor man's LeBron. <laughs> no, 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 for real. I always yeah. used to call him a poor man's LeBron. Because yeah. it's like, yo, if you can't get LeBron James, you, you can get Paul George. He's, yeah. he's almost close enough. But, like, yo, Paul George had his MVP year. I mean, yeah, um, that was his best year. He had his MVP year, even though he didn't win the MVP playing with Russell Westbrook at OKC. He was the top two, top three candidate for MVP, but he got injured towards the end of that season. Yeah, And, like, yo, Paul George, I would say this about him. He's a good player during the regular season. Yeah. He is a good player during the regular season. Post-Indiana and after every postseason when he was with OKC and now in the Clippers, he has been trash. Yeah. He has been straight garbage. You cannot count on him. Yo, he played a game, I want to say a game six or a game five. No, no, no. He played a game six with OKC, and if they lost, they're going to be sent home. Russell Westbrook 
got 42 points. Guess how much Paul George got? How much? He got six. Yeah. There were some games against Dallas. He he was really bad. Like, they didn't even cross, like, ten points. Like, Paul George, I don't know what it is about the playoffs that he doesn't show up. And for him to to throw Doc underneath the the bus like this, like, yo, come on now. Like, you need more pick-and-roll plays? Like, yo... I just hate the way that Paul George is just coming out the woodwork. Right. Just, like, making excuses for, like, yo, it's not my fault. Like, yeah. they, they they didn't use me right. Like, It's like that one guy you, you you know, you meet after college. He's like, yeah, man, like, if I didn't mess up my shoulder, if my coach didn't hate me, I'd, I'd be in the league right now. And everyone's just like, no one believes that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Paul George is like, oh, it's, it's my coach. That's why I play bad. But it's just like, if you break down the numbers... It's not true. Like, yeah, it's like just, he, he's just got to, I mean, I know that he struggled in the bubble, like in terms of mental health, which I can, I can kind of understand. That's real. And that, that sucks. But this is poor form to just kind of throw your former coach on the bus when it's, he, I'm not a big Doc Rivers fan, but That's Paul George's issues was not because of Doc Rivers. It wasn't. It was, it was Paul George. It wasn't. Yeah. Like, yo, let's be honest. Kawhi didn't have a number two. He did not have a number two in, in the playoffs, Paul George. Yeah, he was non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Like every other postseason, you don't show up. So, and they were up three-one against Denver. They were up that's, that's no excuse. That's yeah. crazy. You can't do that. And you're saying this, like, yo, first of all, Clippers. I don't think you guys want to win championships if you guys are going to offer this man a two hundred twenty-six million yeah. contract. For five years, you're stuck with him five years, and you guys haven't even, like, Kawhi hasn't even signed a contract with right. y'all, so you guys are tripping. And, like, yo, Paul George, you, you got to figure life out. You got to tell your f- former coach. And, yo, even though Doc River, even though he's dissing Doc River, Doc Rivers has nothing but good things to say about Paul George. Yeah. So, Paul George, you need to figure that out. So, yeah. our last and, I believe, final topic for day, it's gonna be real quick. We got a surprise. Macklin don't know. Yeah, surprise. Know topic. what we're talking about. So you're a Marvel fan, right, Macklin? I love the Marvel movies. Really? You like Spider Man? Love Spider Man. What if I told you T- Toby McGuire and An- Andrew Garfield will be coming back to the Spider Man franchise? Oh, dude, I'm so psyched. Oh, I'm well? so psyched. I'm so surprised. I mean, it, it's just like you know, um, it's just bringing everyone back together. It's like a reunion. And what I think is going to happen is going to be, you know, the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. He's going to be down on his luck because now everyone knows he's Spider-Man. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, from the ending of the second Spider-Man. And there's going to be some tough things. You know, Iron Man died. Spoiler alert. Sorry, this is all spoilers. Uh, he's just going to be going through it. But he's trying to come in his own. And then yeah. he's going to face a challenge. We don't know what the challenge is. That's going to be so great. And also Doctor Strange is in this new movie. So Doctor Strange is going to break the multiverse or something. Okay. And so now he's going to team up with Toby. And so Toby Maguire is going to be like, hey, kid, I get it. You know what I mean? And You know what I mean? It's going to be a great hey. moment. And then Andrew Garfield's going to have his moments. And I think they're going to team up. I'm psyched. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you guys heard it here first. The plot for Spider-Man. What? Three? Three. Spider-Man 3. They have Spider-Man a Spider-Man 3. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Off the bench. We got some insight. Yeah, uh, Disney's going to be upset with me. I'm going to get a phone call from Bob Iger. Hey, I'll be honest with you. When I first, because like, it, it's it's hilarious. Because like, I never thought I'd see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield like back like in a Spider-Man movie. Right. Because like, to me, I like Tobey Maguire. I always thought of him. To- Tobey Maguire was a he was a good Peter Parker, but he was a bad Spider Man. But Andrew Garfield, I feel like, was the opposite. Yeah, he was a 
he was a bad Peter Parker, right. but he was a good Spider-Man. I feel you. And I feel like um, Tom... What's his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. He's a good mesh of both of them. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I'm curious to see how, how that's going to work out. Um, Spider-Man is, is by far by far my third favorite superhero. Who's so. one, one and two? Oh, one, um, number one is Robin. From, from Number two is Batman. Wait, hold on. Rob, Robin? Yes. Hold on. Time out. Wait, Robin is your favorite superhero? Yes, Robin well, is my favorite. So you like being Robin? Like, huh? what do you... Like, no, no. Like, I, I like the symbolism of Robin. Like, yo, okay. he, he's always in Batman's shadow. And, like, like in a couple of, like, the animated movies, yeah. Robin comes to his own as his own superhero okay. called Nightwing. Where, like, oh, he, yeah, he yeah. steps out of Batman's shadow. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool. That's why, like... I like Robin, and then I, then Batman, of course, and then Spider Man, Superman. He oh, Superman is a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> okay, but, so Robin, <laughs> Batman, and then Spider Man. If I'm being honest, it's gonna be Nightwing, Batman, and Spider Man. But I said Robin because I feel like the audience really wouldn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. who Nightwing right, is. Right, Robin. Yeah. But what did you think of Dark Knight Rises when when the Joseph Gordon Levitt character he becomes Robin? Did you like his character in that movie? Can I be honest with you? What? I slept through. Wait, oh, you didn't see Dark Knight Rises? No, I saw it, but I slept through half the movie. Oh, you need to rewatch it. I know. Because Robin, I saw, he I saw has a great moment. Yeah, I, and I woke up at the part where when, when, when it said, what's your name? Because like, we didn't know yeah. his name this whole, the whole movie, and he said Robin. And like I was so lost. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> like, what just happened? I, I was so, so confused. You never rewatched it. I never rewatched it. You need it. to rewatch that movie. Like, watch it from start to finish. Especially if Robin's your number one. I mean, it's a good representation. I mean, the, the Batman movies just don't do it for me, man. Really? They, they just Like, the Dark don't. Knight trilogy doesn't do it for you? Like, the the one with um Scarecrow and Joker in it. Yeah, well, Batman That's, Begins was with Scarecrow, and then Dark Knight was with Joker. No, nah, the Scarecrow was in Dark Knight, too. Well, he was in it, yeah. 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 For and, a short and, minute. And, and um, Harvey Dent, Two-Face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I like that second one, because, like, Batman was just... Doing all kinds of stuff, and the first one it was cool because I like uh, Raj Go. Right, but like the last one, I was it's, like, it's the weakest of them all. Yeah, the last you, one, I was like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, but you we, feel me? You know. I, I really have Halle Berry as Catwoman. If I'm being honest, with you. But it, <laughs> instead of Anne Hathaway, yeah, it, it was all right. I, yeah, but. I but yeah, hey, Marvel is gonna have three Spider Mans all in one movies, and we're probably gonna have a whole bunch of Mary Jane. Which is yeah. something NBA players are going to get a lot of. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, this has been Off the Bench Podcast. And as always, I am your co-host, Dace Cooper, joined with my co-host, Macklin Hamilton. And thanks for joining us, Off the Bench. Y'all take care.